The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We got a great show for you guys today. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think you're going to enjoy it. And uh, before we get started, we got a couple things that we're going to do, but I'm going to start off by introducing my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell, who's exactly. pretty in pink. Oh, yeah. I'm going <laughs> to punch you right in your face. I'm pretty in pink, dude. Fruit. That's my favorite movie. That's yeah, because you're a big fruit. <laughs> Speaking of fruit. What I'm eating is what they call witch's fingers. See these little black grapes? Let me put them in my shirt. See? Don't jump to conclusions. I saw this on the floor, and I thought Astro made a poop. <laughs> because that looks like Astro's poo-poo. And I was about to yell at my dreamboat, the love of my life, my dog of dogs. And then I realized that Jimmy, when he brought the grapes over, Drop one. One must have dropped. So, folks, don't jump to conclusions in life. Research things before you open your big fucking mouths and make a stupid asshole of yourself. You know? I mean, if I would have yelled at my dog and my dog didn't make a poop, I would have been so heartbroken. <laughs> so here we go. Astro can do no wrong. No, Astro. Astro can do no wrong. He could shit all over the whole house. And Astro, Astro can shit in my face. I don't care. <laughs> I love that dog. He could piss on my nose. I don't care. I love that dog so much. You have no idea how much. Out of all the dogs I've had in my life, which are 30 or 40, because I had dogs since a kid, I love all my dogs. But Astro, for some reason, I think is a reincarnation of my dog, Scooby. Yeah. Anyway, these are delicious. They're called Witch's Fingers. Woo! So what's up, chat room? A lot of people are in the chat room. Let's say hi, Teresa Sabin, Cindy Lady Lake, Angela Joseph, who just got a promotion. Congratulations. What, 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 what's your good promotion for? Angie, what's your promotion for? She's working on the military base. Like, I don't know, full-time at the military base. What are you doing on the military base? Not military the... base, on the space base. Oh, the space. So the astronauts are happy with you, huh, Ron? Yes. <laughs> um, Cindy Lady Lake is there. Stefan Bell is in there. I don't know who else is in there because it went by too fast. Hold on. Let me go back. Um, so wait. Angie, baby, maybe you're going to wind up marrying an astronaut and going to the moon. Oh, B. Claudia's in the chat room. Hey, B. Or maybe you'll meet an astronaut who'll make love to you and send you to the moon. Space base. Yeah, she's now working full-time at the space what? base. She's working full-time at the space base. Anyway, we got a really fun show for you guys today. We have 
uh, actors and filmmakers and producers, uh, Katie and Harley Wallen, who have a brand new film that we're going to the premiere for next Wednesday after cannot the show. Wait, cannot wait, cannot wait. And then we have Hal Sparks, comedian, actor, uh, musician, who I TV ago, personality. I got dirt on that whole Queerest Folk show because I met all of them. And I'll tell you who I liked on that show and who was a son of a bitch. There was one on that show that I would have spit in his face if I had the opportunity to do so. But since I'm not of that nature, I don't do those things. And he's been in a lot, he's got a lot more than queer as folk going on too. So he's going to be a lot of fun. He's been we've been following each other on social media for years, and I'm super happy to bring him on the show. Um, also, we moved our angle. Yes, all my grapes. Thank okay. you. Now I'm going to pan up to show you. Krampus. That's the Christmas guy. Look at Krampus. him. Krampus. He's not plugged and in. And that's my alien, who's my uncle. I call him Uncle... Um, what do I call him? There he goes. <laughs> I, love my, I love my uncle. And then that's that Ghost ugly... Face? Yeah, who's that thing with the white face? Oh, this one? No, the white Jason. face one. That one is Ghostface from Scream, and there's uh, Jason from Fire the 13th, and there's a big old Darth Vader, and there's C-3PO, and there's uh, Leonardo from the Ninja Turtles. See, we're getting ready for Halloween, folks, because we love Halloween, because we're really children at heart. And guess what? We're going to Madame Tussauds Wax Museum in Hollywood. We're guests of honor, which I'm thrilled about. They've invited us back for the second year. And we will be on the rooftop penthouse partying. On October so, 28th. On October 28th. So come and party with us, folks. The money that you buy on the ticket goes to St. Jude, a children's hospital. Want me to get rid of these? We'll put them on. I'm not going to eat grapes on the whole show. What if I look right. like Julius Caesar? Oh. <laughs> anyway. Um, last year, the event was fabulous. Everybody came dolled up, dressed up. Uh, you know, looking incredible. The rooftop is beautiful. And the food was, eh, you know, what do you expect for 500 people? But it was all right. It was edible. And I had a great time. So I'm looking forward to doing it again. When is it, Jimmy? Uh, October 28th. And you At can go Madame to Hollywood Tussauds Hotness. Wax. And the nice part is, after you buy your ticket, you can go to the Wax Museum and see all the movie stars and famous celebrities that have been done in Wax. Um, yes, it's, and the ticket is what thirty five bucks. Yeah, I, I don't exactly know something like something that. like thirty five bucks a person, which is a joke. I mean, you get food, you get Madame Tussauds wax dummies, and you get to see Jimmy and I. <laughs> a lot of other cool celebrities, and a lot there. of other cool. All you celebrities. have to do is Google Not Hollywood. As, you know what? I need a neck job. Look at my neck; it's getting old. No. See, years ago they used to cut it back here. Look at you! Look like a puppet. Now they make a slice down the middle and they seam it this way. So you don't have that puppet look. I'm going to do that. I'm going to get rid of this. No. I don't like it. Look at it. It's ugly. That's funny. I don't like aging, by the way, folks. I'm having a lot of trouble with it. But then again, I don't know anybody who likes aging. Nobody's looking they forward to it. They say if you sit it. up straight, you won't have that wrinkle. <laughs> yeah, bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. That, it's called chicken skin. <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a turkey. Oh, here. <laughs> don't hold that for a second. B's taking a picture of us. Hang on. She wants us to look all nice. There you go. She says, don't move for a second. <laughs> you got it, V? 
<laughs> All right. I hate so, phony smiling bitches. <laughs> so real quick, you guys. Let me sit um, up. It doesn't do anything for my neck, but it makes my tits go up. My chest, my pecs. You know, if, you go, if you sit up straighter, we have to go up higher because our head gets cut See, off. See, now I'm sitting up straight. But look, it's still hanging. Look, it's like two testicles hanging in my throat. <laughs> they look like little skinny <laughs> testicles. Look. All right, everybody. So uh, real quick, we want to thank everybody for tuning in every week. We've had some really great guests in the last couple of weeks. we got some great guests coming up, and we've got great guests today. You can hear the show every week on iHeartRadio. Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music. Now, shut up and look YouTube, at this. YouTube. Shut Google up. Look at this. No, look at this. Look at this. No, you can't interrupt I the look commercial. I look 40 instead of 80. No. Oh, look. I'm going to have it done. YouTube, during. Google Podcasts, Radio Public, TuneIn, Pandora, Amazon Prime, and SoundCloud. <laughs> yes, yes, and, uh, yeah. You look fabulous just the way you are. Thank you. I look fabulous. You know, you're so full of shit. Oh, Dave Hughes says you're messing with your balls again. <laughs> yeah, that's what they look like. You know what? There's an old joke. Uh, a movie star, a male movie star, had his face lifted so many times, his balls are now in his neck. <laughs> but that was about a woman. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, what would, uh, I forgot who. Let's say, say, Joan Crawford. Joan Crawford had so many facelifts, her pubic hair now is a goatee. <laughs> you got to, like, love it. <laughs> this freaking guy, would you get your hands out of my head? Oh, I hate him. That's mm. Krampus. That was my last year's birthday present. No, two years ago's birthday present, right? Two years ago. Two years ago's birthday present. That so, it was. You got to like love it. So we're going to take a quick music break, and when we come back, we're going to have our new guests, uh, our great guests coming on. We're going to play real quick Young Zuck's Let It Go, because he just texted me, so I thought we would play it. Where and, are uh, you, Zuck? You're supposed to come out to Palm Springs, you two-bit phony. And uh, so enjoy it, you guys. This you is, and that other thing. This is that, that zigzag. What's his Zach. name? Zach. Zach. Zigzag Zach. All right, two phony balonies from Hollywood. You're supposed to come to Palm Springs, and you're not coming. They're coming. So anyway, here it is, everybody. Young Suck, let it go, and we'll be back with Harley and Katie Wallen. Don't tell me let it go. Yeah, woke up on a Sunday, thinking it was Monday. Can't remember last night. I just remember one day.
about your emotions, show. Trying to balance thoughts, put me in a different place. All myself, I'm being lost, I'm on the straightaway. Now I'm on the coast, chilling in another state. Shares just make it toast. I woke up on a Sunday, thinking it was Monday. Can't remember last night, I remember one thing. I'm all on the wrong way, searching for the one thing. I'm just trying to kick back and maybe have a fun day. Don't tell me when you go on the road, at the show, just for show. When you only feeling down, you let me know. Don't tell me let me go on the road, at the show, just for show. When you only feeling down, you let me know. Don't tell me let it. Young Zuck, let it go, everybody. Now we're going to bring on our first Wait, He's the nicest kid. You know, we know him really well. He's a good friend of ours. And he's so respectful to Jimmy the Old Man. He treats Jimmy the Old Man very nicely. I have to say, you guys, he sends me text messages every week to see it because we haven't been going out. And you know, me, he, of checked, my knee. he treats like a young man. And he, he checked we're, in. We're he hanging sent, balls. He sent me a message today. You know, how's my knee? How's it going? Hope they're going to see us soon. All lovely, stuff, lovely so. young person. I wish all the young kids today had his class finesse and good manners i do too so let's bring on our first yeah, let's guest. bring on harley and katie and katie hey Hi, katie. hey hey you guys the reason How's i've been been too long yes the reason i did that bank robbing joke is nobody knows the bank robbing joke. oh i did a bank robbing <laughs> joke before we went on the air with harley i asked him have you robbed any banks lately he said no not lately Somebody once said to me, where does Harley get all that money from so quickly to make movies? And I said, he robs banks. <laughs> you know, what the fuck am I going to say to them? Do I know that you launder Russian money? I don't know. That. <laughs> the, the secret is make a good movie so you get returns. There well, you yeah, go. But, but these, these idiots don't get it, Paul. I know. They don't get it. They just don't get so it. So hang on. We got to do our intro, you guys. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented... Super married team actors, producers, directors. They're so fabulously talented and wonderful. Harley and Katie Wallen, and very hello nice and welcome people. to the show. Mostly nice people. But Katie, I got to tell you something. Put lipstick on, please. <laughs> Could you put some color? You have no lipstick. You need lip. I, you know I me with lipstick. I am a fanatic. Uh, there's three things a woman must always remember. Lipstick, lipstick, and lipstick. You know why? I tell people why this. That? I'll tell you why. If you open a woman up, her vagina inside is pink. Oh my god! No, no, wait. No, this is this is scientific. The lips are pink. If a woman puts lipstick on, her mouth represents her vagina, and men get turned on. Marilyn Monroe and all the glamour girls of Hollywood use red lipstick with lip gloss. Why? It look like a wet vagina. So, no, it. No, why you so shy? You know, people talk about these things today. <laughs> I mean, we speak you about, look so gorgeous. Tell him to go scroll no, himself. No, 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 no. I love her face. I'm just missing that she doesn't have lipstick on. So, Harley, take your camera and push it up a little teeny bit so we don't lose the top of your head. Right. All right. Let me fix that. There we go. There we go. Okay. Now, now you give us total head. <laughs> that's, how, that's how I do it. What did you expect on this show? Nursery rhymes? So let's get to the movie. Am I going to be bored to death with this one and sitting in pain or what? Oh, no, not this one. Katie, it's you're in it? Katie's in yes. it? Yes, yeah. I'm in it. I don't know. We're actually a married couple in it. We play a married couple for the first time ever. Ever. 
oh, I want to see that. We're going to come Wednesday, you know. That's yeah, I'm excited about that. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. Oh, we, we do this show, and actually, then we hop we... in the car and shoot to L.A. to see your movie. We haven't actually seen you guys since before COVID, I don't think. Right. I know. Yeah. I think he, we did it all time. he looked. You lost weight, right? I think it yes, was. He has lost weight. I think he it was too too long. Oh yeah, yeah so that was a long time ago. That's like but yeah. Holly, you look handsome. What are you doing Thursday night at around eleven? <laughs> <laughs> ditch Her. the old lady. Ditch the old lady. Try so something different. So you guys, <laughs> old lady. <laughs> <laughs> Try something different. So first, An old queen. Hang on, you guys. First of all, what we're talking about is Ash and Bone, you guys. They have a brand new film. It's called Ash and Bone. The premiere is next what Wednesday. What is it called? Ash and Bone. Ash and Bone. Yes. Indicates cremation. Oh, we don't know. Yeah, it's, uh, pretty pretty much, it's about death. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, uh, the inspiration oh, for wait. it was the, was the early 2000s, Wrong Turn, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that style of films, but but with a, a newer take with a little bit more story. Um, so yeah, I think it's I think it's a really fun ride, that's for sure. Oh, I can't wait. So you Wednesday. guys play a married couple. Wait, can we buy it now? Can people buy it now? No, it's not out you yet. You can pre-order it now. Uh, where, where can they pre-order it? Best, Best Buy. Best Buy, Barnes and Noble. It's coming Walmart, Target, Amazon. How, how much is a copy? Uh, in 1999, site, but... I saw something like that. Cheap. So 10 people can watch it for 20 bucks. Actually, That's right. Say, say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hey, guys. Hey, hey. Actually, Angela Joseph is in the chat room and she just wrote it. It's oh, got fantastic reviews and write ups on Ash and Bone. Great job. Sounds super creepy, horror filled, and scary. Yes. Yeah, good. A Angela Joseph is out there, you know, making it with all the astronauts. Yes. <laughs> well, no, really, when the astronauts go to the moon, they're going to take her along for service, you know. I mean, get lonely up on the moon. So here's some of the people in it. I didn't write everybody Look at down. Katie, 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 you know me. Come on. <laughs> what are you like this shot? Well, she hasn't seen you in like three years, so she forgot. A long time. You know what? I love Katie. Katie has a wonderful sense of humor. I mean, we she's have a fabulous actress. Have, guys. Oh, she's a great actress. She's a wonderful actress. But we have had a lot of fun together. We really have with our silly shit. Yes. Let's go, on. Let's go back. Lipstick, Ash. lipstick. You need lipstick. Ash and Bone, you guys. First of all, uh, besides Harley and Katie Wallen, who's uh, in it? who are yeah. in it, who's in um, it? has Jamie Bernadette, who was on our show yeah. about a month ago, I think. She's fabulous. Yeah. Everybody loves her. Uh, I wrote down some other names because they're people I actually know. Erica Hovland, because we met her at one of your yes. other movie premieres. She's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Yes. And Mel yes, Novak. She's fantastic. Yeah, Mel Novak, who we've met at a bunch of your premieres. Yeah. Um, Calhoun Koenig, who we, I think she's in all your films, right? Because like, or a lot of your films. Because so many um, of them, yes. We've met her and her mother, and they were at the Suwong party with us also. Yeah. At yes. that Suwong party. Yeah. Um, and then I wrote down Angelina Danielle Kama because she plays like I guess your doc your daughter or somebody's daughter. Yes, she does. Yeah, she's fantastic in it. Mm -hmm. um, she's gorgeous too. She's very cute. So so tell yes, us a little is. bit about the premise. And then what I did is I downloaded a a a, a, pr a trailer off of YouTube. I hope it's an okay one. Well, wait, I want to ask you. A, I wanna, it. Now let's get serious here. I want to ask you a serious question. Ask, just keep it on the movie because we'll, I'm keeping it on the movie. Okay. Cuck, sucker, leave me alone. <laughs> My God, you don't leave me alone. Well, he food. changes subjects I tell a lot. you, faggots don't stop. They just go after you like, a, like vultures. <laughs> um, I don't like blood and gut movies that haven't got a story. I hope your movie has a story and then blood and gut. Yeah, I, I believe 
in the Hitchcock style of making a film yeah. that the death is not the culmination. The death is, is the end of horror. Um, so for me, the chase, the hunt, and all mm -hmm. that stuff is a lot more important. The story behind it so that there's a reason that you attach yourself to the characters. Uh, if, if all you care about is dumping blood on people and, and having no. a huge kill count, it's going to be a garbage film. Yeah, That's what they do. You know, the same shit. Ten people in a room, one by one, they all get killed disgustingly. I'm so yeah. bored with that. Katie, I yeah. hope you don't get killed in this film. Oh, don't tell us. Don't tell us. <laughs> but I really don't want to see anybody I know get killed. Actually, in the chat room. I mean, Harley can get killed. He's a man. Who cares? But a, <laughs> right? pretty, a pretty girl like you, we don't want to see killed. So first of all, Angela, jo Angela Joseph wrote, poor Katie, laugh out loud. She was on our show two weeks ago. And she said, imagine mm -hmm. your mom watching while Ron is ribbing you. He's the best. Because her mom was in the chat room <laughs> while we were doing it. And he was talking you about know, her boobs. You know something? <laughs> In Italian, which I am, we say, who doesn't love you doesn't tease you. And it's oh, true. That is, that is true. You, if I tease you, it's because I care. There are people I don't give a shit about. And when I meet them, I say, hi, nice to see you. Like in my underbreath, fuck you. And I think, <laughs> well, but when I like people, I tease them. I've done that all my life. And that's why I'm successful as a stand-up comic and our show has 1 billion downloads, 5 million oh. viewers, and we just won an award for being number 11, the best podcast show. So kiss our ass a little, we're big stars. <laughs> no, that's definitely awesome. Yeah. And you know what's really cool? We've, every single premiere since Betrayed that we've done in LA, you guys have been there, mm -hmm. and that means well, we're, fan. we're fans. We're really fans. Appreciate we're, it. we're fans. We love you what you guys I like do. your movies. We're fans. No, we got invited to. We're fans of you too. We are. But wait, we got invited to a million red carpets and movies. We don't go because we know that I can't sit through them. My ass hurts. <laughs> no, no, really, because I'm bo I'm bored to death, and I have to be polite. And then after in the lobby, the people come over. Ron, what did you think? What are you going to say about my movie? And then I say. Oh, I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet because I really <laughs> want to say it stinks, but I won't do that. I'll never yeah. doubt. Plus, we had a few that Ron fell asleep and was snoring in them, and the people whose movie it was were right in front of him. <laughs> oh, no. I couldn't help it. I'm old. Old people fall asleep and snore. You know that. It's funny. So I want to say, Dave. I've, ne I've never fallen asleep on any of your movies. Dave Hughes in the chat room also. Thank He's you. from the UK. He's a big music guy. He said he just watched the trailer and the musical couple. The musical. Oh, are we going to watch a trailer? And the sound is awesome. Do we have a trailer? Yeah, we're going to watch you. a trailer. Thank you. So oh, tell us a little bit. Tell us what you can tell us about the premise of the film without giving anything away, and then what we'll do is play the trailer. For I everybody. want to see the trailer. So we oh, play the, the parents of Angelina, uh, and she's a rebellious teen, mm -hmm. and she's not my first wife. So Angelina uh, is not real happy about our relationship and is rebelling against us. Uh, I had this great idea that I'm going to take her up north where I used to go as a kid. Uh, with my family and uh, try to make things work. Try to make things work. Unfortunately, we uh, run into the to the McKinleys, uh, and and I'm telling you right now, Jimmy Doom and Erica Hovland will be at horror cons for the rest of their lives, signing pictures of themselves because they're incredible. Mm -hmm. I just hats off to them. Just amazing. 
I can't wait. I really like Erica. She was so cool. I don't know which one of your premieres we met her at, but she was super cool. And she's like, yeah, she's like gorgeous, you know, and you don't expect her to be evil. So when people see her in real life, if she's evil in this, you no, know, no, no. Never I, I get I, that. Years ago, the greatest uh, Betty Davis was evil and she was beautiful. I thought as yeah. Joan Crawford, they were all evil women in their movies, not evil like demons, but evil car like bitchy women. Like the joke that's going around. Have you heard that joke? A guy's on his first date. And he says to the girl, and how long have you been a woman? Oh. <laughs> Do you love it? I think that's hysterical. That, that's, uh, that, I, that makes me think of, uh, of uh, Austin Powers. It's a man. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what we're going to do, uh, Juan, get the, cue up the yeah, uh, trailer for Ashley Bone. Uh, Katie, you introduce it. So yes. tell it. Introduce the trailer, and after you introduce it, Juan's going to play it, and we'll be right back. All right. Well, here you go, guys. I hope you enjoy this this trailer for Ash and Bone. Yay! You ain't from around here, are you? So, what do you guys do for fun around here? You're looking at it. No haunted cemeteries? Maybe an old barn or something? Where is the McKinley? Where is it? People around here don't really like to talk about it. They're creepy. Well, we do have our share of issues out here, Mr. Vanderbilt. But do you know the story about William Tell? Real still. You try anything, and I'll cut your daughter's head off with a pair of scissors, and she will feel every second of it. She's really getting under my skin. Cinematography looks great. I don't, I'm not familiar with Jimmy Doom. Thank I'm gonna have you. to look him up because he looks creepy as heck. I gotta tell you, <laughs> yeah, everybody Erica does not look like herself at yeah, all. Yeah, she doesn't look like I didn't even recognize her. Hang, hang, yeah. on, hang, on, hang on, here comes the review. Everybody out there, buy this, play it Halloween for your guests. It yes. looks like really scary. it looks like a really scary movie, but I don't like you all bloody and chain. You didn't have lipstick on. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I actually did have lipstick on. And false eyelashes and a push-up bra. <laughs> I think I think he's mixing you up with uh, Denise. Probably she did not have lipstick. No. Lipstick, no, Denise did not have lipstick on. I like love it. I, I, no, it looks good. It looks looks juicy. I like it. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's it a really good run. And I'll tell you too the. Uh, Jamie Mason and Angelina, that trio is also incredibly good. Mm -hmm. Really, really love them uh, doing their little, uh, you know, urban exploring out in the countryside, getting themselves in trouble. 
I like love it. So so um, let's move and talk about it because you guys are so busy. I went down your IMDb. I was like, look at all this shit. And I see, I follow both of you guys on Instagram and on Facebook. So I see all the different stuff. You just wrapped the movie Finding Nicole, which I know it'll take a while for that yes. to come out. Um, but you, you're working with some very cool people. And actually, a lot of these people we met through you. Now we know them. Richard Tyson, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sean Galen. We already know Vita Gaffari and Deborah yep. Lamb. Um, Deborah. Uh, but through finding Nicole, so that was, and you were Nicole, right, Katie? Yeah. Yes, I was. That's a heavy yeah. duty, like that's not a horror movie, right? That's a heavy duty, like family. What do you call it? Um, husbands beat up their wife kind of movie. It's a true story, uh, uh, and it was covered on Inside Evil, and uh, it's a, it's a really, I mean, the fact that Nicole is still alive today to tell her story is almost to the point that it's so amazing mm -hmm. the how many times she could have been gone. Um, it's, from it's a really wild ride. Domestic on. abuse. Our viewers have to know what yeah. you're from talking domestic about. Abuse, right? she, domestic abuse, right? Her husband used to beat her up? Yeah, yeah he's in prison. Uh, and and uh, prison. You know in Brooklyn what they used to do to them? Shoot them and throw them in the East River. <laughs> yeah. So that, I'm not that lying. Is, that's the truth. That's the... Yeah, that, that, and, I was just going to think about the statistics. One in three women will be assaulted by an intimate lover in her lifetime. One in seven men will be assaulted by an intimate lover in their lifetime. This is epidemic type of stuff. Yes. And we just sweep it under the rug. So this was yeah, an important Jimmy film to make for that Jimmy, reason. Jimmy tried to sexually assault me once and I punched <laughs> him in the face. He was out cold for a month. Yeah, right. Taggets, they fall so, apart easy. You, but, hit a, you hit a queen, they, they dismantle. So Katie, though, that was a film that, I mean, I'm really excited about it because I saw a lot of the pictures and stuff that you did. Yeah. Uh, but you're going to, I mean, that's giving your acting chops something that you haven't quite had the opportunity. I mean, you've done a lot of like heavy yes. duty roles, but this is heavy duty in a different way. Yes. Oh, definitely. Um, I would say the closest one would be Betrayed. Uh, the human trafficking movie that yeah. we made here. Oh, back I remember in 2017. that one. You were in a cage in that one. Yeah. Yes, um, but that's not it. like it was. They're they're awful in their own way. Um, this was a growth for me as an actress, as a person. Um, yeah. This really opened my eyes to uh, the really what I thought was me not seeing this stuff happen around me, but. It's it's me not paying attention to the signs, knowing Stop. what is actually happening around Stop. me. You're giving away the plot. The I'm movie talking that. about the growth as an actress and as a human being. Oh, you're not right talking now. about ashes and bone, bone and ashes. No, no, this is no, this is Finding Nicole. It's a new this movie. Is that Finding Nicole. Oh, oh, you're going to fast for an old man. That <laughs> doesn't function. And actually, though, this is a public story, right? Like, you guys got a yes. script yeah. based on a true life story that actually happened. Mm -hmm. So everybody Yeah, Nicole, Nicole, the actual Nicole was on set with us uh, almost every day. Uh, she was involved with writing the script with us and everything. It's been a, a, a really cool journey. Because you guys so, do so many that, moves. Said that she had to relive that. Yeah. Yeah, but, but I think. Living it. Yeah, she, she has uh, uh, something called the Enough Initiative. She goes to high schools, talks to kids yeah. about red flags, and, and helps people sort themselves out. I, like, love it. So I think it's fantastic. Okay, so then, so uh, do you guys have a TV show on Tubi, too, that had a season? Yeah, we have a, a, a TV series called Tale of Tales takes place in a strip club. Uh, we had some uh, distribution issues with that one, so we... we uh, we switched distributors, and uh, and it's about to be back up again mm -hmm. on Amazon and Tubi. 
and a few other places uh, very, very shortly. But yeah, okay. that was... Uh, I, I saw something on IMDb that said season two, and I was like, what happened to season one? Because I remember everybody talking about it. You had a lot yeah. of people talking about it. And then yeah. I went to look for it, and I didn't see it. And I was like, I don't know what happened to it. But Tale of Tales, and, and one reason I, I'm familiar with it, besides the fact that you guys are involved, was that Jan Birch is in it. You know, oh, and, yeah. and Jan is amazing in it. Yeah, Jan I is think a it's, I, I think it's one of his best performances. I yeah. Jan and I have spoken about getting out of these horror movies and going into feature films because Jan is really a superb actor and he can do fantastic. he can do feature films which brings me to segue into I will be in a movie soon which is a feature film to go to theaters not Walmart mm -hmm. and opposite me is the guy from Sky Star Wars what's his Mark name? Hamill Mark Hamill is playing with us I have a major part in this movie and I'm nice. going to Winning an Oscar, an Emmy, <laughs> and a Golden Globe, all at once. Listen to him. So anyway, we shoot it January 10th in Nevada. I'm excited. I can't wait to go. I'm working. Jimmy is working his ass off. He's got three or four movies he's producing. And I'm in about six movies coming up in the next year. So I'm very selective now at what I do. I'm not doing those. $2 movies anymore. Yeah, that's smart. With, By the way, you missed know. one of ours that Jan is in. We made a vampire movie called Beneath Us All with Jan, uh, Sean, and uh, Ray Olsen. Olsen. We've yeah. had all three of them well, on our well, show. I told, I told Jan, I said, you're too good looking. You're too good of a talent to waste time on $2 movies, really. You got to get in there. And do good films. Wait, I, I encourage him all the time. Wait a second. Where's Benny? Because well, hang on, shut up. In fact, Jimmy's got him in one of his movies, which is a feature film. Mm -hmm. So Jan will be in a feature film. He's in a lot of feature films. He's in listen, well, I call it our, he's in almost all of our feature films. Yes, right. And I yours call, are great. I call a feature film where you go to a theater and pay a ticket to sit yeah, down. Yeah, beneath beneath us all is a guaranteed theatrical. We are closing a deal as soon as I get back from LA on that one. Wait a second, tell Ashen, Sean Whale. Ashen okay. Bone was supposed to be a theatrical, but they were originally going to release it in 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 August, and uh, they did not want to do a theatrical going up against all the big guns in in October. So yeah. Halloween uh, ends yeah, kill it for right. everybody. Yeah. So uh, so we downsized the release. Cool, one thing that's super cool about all you guys, all your films, is that you're very good with the distribution. I mean, I've seen like times where you like put posts up and you know, like they sold through all the WalMarts and they're going through yeah. the second printing. I mean, you guys are are really killing it with that. Actually, you guys are like your own self-contained movie-making machine. You're probably one of the only groups of people. There's another group, the Mahal Brothers, are kind of like that yeah. too, except, yeah. except for that they crowdfund, which is different because you guys don't do yep. that, which I think is much better. And yeah. uh, and you guys for the indie film world are probably like the two best, you know, contained groups of people who turn out great movies all the time, and you turn out a yeah. lot of them. The only yeah. time, the only time I'm doing a film that's not a feature film, I promise, Joseph Kelly, I'm in the re re revisiting of Clam Hotel '99, <laughs> 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 and that's because I play General Milan. And it's a backstory of how it all came about. So I said, I love Joseph Kelly. He's a good he'll, buddy. He'll be there Wednesday. Oh, good. Joe will be yeah. there. Good. Yeah. yeah. So we, we're going to shoot that. I think. Uh, I think February. We're or sometime. We're shooting that uh, where it's cool. Thank God for a change. Because usually when we shoot out at the motel, the mm. ugly 
haunted house motel. It's yeah. 100,000 degrees. So hang on. I want to go back. Because what's Realm of Shadows in? Is that out already? Because I didn't uh, I didn't know. That's that's uh, Jimmy Drain in Colorado is the producer and co-director of that. Oh, so that's uh, not your film. You're just in it? Yeah, I'm yeah. in it. And I, okay. and I do help them. I do help them with some distribution stuff uh, and, and so on and so forth. Jimmy's a really, really good guy. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Okay. And then I also wrote down Just Another Dream, which I wrote Harley next to it, which means mm -hmm. that you – I don't know if that means you're in it or that means it's yours. I'm, I'm in it. Uh, but that one is a small role. It's, it's one scene and that one, uh, uh, same thing. I was I was helping them out with a few things. So uh, local project, actually a really good story. Mm -hmm. um, uh, a lot of uh, teenagers and uh, – a bit of fantasy, a touch of premonition. It's a it's a good ride. I really like that movie. I like it. So, so let's hear from Katie. Katie, what do you yeah. think of all this crazy shit? <clears throat> Films and movies and all the nonsense. How does it interfere with your life at home, raising a family and well, doing all these films? Juggling. It's <laughs> juggling, but it's very blended now. Uh, the girls, I, I mean. How old us, are the girls? Like, they're seven and nine. Yeah. Oh, that's a dangerous age. It's oh, it's wild, so dangerous. Oh, I had I had two so girls. Dangerous. I had two girls at seven and eleven, and I was going to pull my hair out of my head. Yes. Yeah. You're growing up, and you're learning to have mouths now. Oh yeah, big time. Punch them right in the face. Oh, they are. You they ever want to do that? Sometimes the... you want to punch those kids, and they got mouths that can. My, not, theirs are not going to be that way. No, I, I, I have one daughter. I won't mention who because she gets nuts. Who has a tongue <laughs> that I say? No, her tongue can cut like a knife. Ooh, two oh, words, yeah. two words, and she devastates you. So yeah. I avoid that one. That one I put on like humoring. You know, okay, honey, you're wonderful. You're beautiful. You're fabulous. You got to do that. How about you? Yeah. Do, 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 do you humor your kids? Oh yeah. Well, I was going to say is that with us, we have such a great lifestyle that works with our kids is being able to yeah. go do sports and, and school and stuff like we eat dinner at home every day um he cooks and then we have we spend a lot of time together and yeah. and we talk a lot and i will say because i know that like we just said seven and nine are scary but they're actually being able to confine and or confide in me in things and talk with me about problems that they're having at school and i love that because that's I'm supposed to be there for them for that, you know. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Now one thing, one thing I want to tell you, and I did this to both my daughters. I drove them crazy about <laughs> drugs. No, I used to oh, smell shit. their breath when they came home if they had drinking. They weren't if they did drugs. They, my daughters both never did drugs, and they're old ladies now. One's fifty four, mm -hmm. one's forty eight, and mm -hmm. they look back and they say, "Daddy, I'm so grateful that you." told us about drugs we never had to go through what we've seen a lot of people go it's so through. much worse nowadays yeah. And yeah. children you know drugs they can get anything in the high school i mean for so you must instill in them that drugs destroy oh they, yeah talk with them about all that kind of stuff jane russell jane russell was my best friend okay and i'm going to say something maybe jane won't like but i'm going to say it jane said to me her alcoholism ruined her 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 uh career she was an alcoholic, and it ruined her career because when the word got out in Hollywood that Jane can't do a line, yeah. she falls down, and she drinks in her dressing room, 
they said, screw you, Jane Russell. And the most famous woman in the world, which she was, suddenly went to zero. Yeah, that's so common, drugs, too. Drugs it's destroyed. sad, but it's drugs common. Destroyed. Drugs destroy. And the yeah. best thing is you two should never do drugs because your kids will see it and do it. I never did drugs. That never did pot. None of that shit. I, I was raised very Italian. Yeah, my father would, was a wise guy. He'd have me killed if I did drugs. No, he would have me killed. When it I told would be him, like, have more pasta. No. <laughs> when, I told my father, when I told my father I was gay, you know what he said to me? I'd rather see you in a grave than de gay. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. Oh, I thought it was funny. But anyway. <laughs> it wasn't funny, though. Well, it was stupid. But, you know, he was stupid. <laughs> so you guys saw the films that Holly and them have done that we've seen. Oh, we've wait a minute. Which segues to, not God forbid I'm going to do this. What if one of your children were lesbians? How would you handle it? Or better yet, what if they feel they're trapped in the wrong body? That bullshit. <laughs> is what they do doesn't harm others then uh, and obviously i would like for them to know i would like for them to feel comfortable and 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 really feel that that's the right decision because you can't you, especially if you're talking about like a sex change you can't go back change it no so if if you are if you feel that way then let's let's make sure that that's actually how you really feel and and i pretty mean pretty much we'd be supportive yeah. as long as they as long as they have, that's what they want. I exactly. mean, I, 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 I wish I could feel like you do. I'm so happy no, my daughter's a heterosexual straight woman. If they were gay, I'd be miserable. I would not want to see my daughters gay because oh, of the life. Care. No, it's not an easy life. It's a I very don't, hard. I don't yeah, think it is an easy life. No, no, but I think it's good to no, let them know that, though. Huh? It's good to let them know that because it's not an easy life. And it's hard. I don't agree at all. I think the, the more open you can be about what you like and what you love, the better your life will be. End of story. Um, I, I, I raised my daughters in a heterosexual world. I never hung out with gay people. Uh, mm -hmm. Matter of fact, a lot of gay people call me, uh, uh, what do you call it, anti-gay, which I'm not. I just never had gay friends in my house. I've always had heterosexual friends who were married and their children. So my kids grew up that way. I wasn't yeah. going to introduce them to make them fag hags, which they are now because they live in Palm Springs. So now they're <laughs> fag hags. I mean, how could you not be living in Palm Springs where they're all fags? So, <laughs> but I'm happy that my daughters are heterosexual, straight women. I'm, I'm comfortable with that. It's but, different but, now, though. No, lesbians don't stay together for very long. I've had got, I've got a lot of lesbian friends who I love, but. They have girls. You are what you are, though. Mm -hmm. huh? It's not like you're choosing these things. So having to to hold that stuff inside of you and and not be true to yourself, the one oh, life wow. we live. Nope. Oh no. No, I agree with you. No, yeah. no, no one should, no one should live. Listen, Katie. Yeah. When we work, when we work, we become mm -hmm. another character. Oh, with, yes. With pretending to be someone else. How would you like to do that your entire life? No. Terrible. I, exactly. No. I would be miserable doing that. Of course you would. I don't want to play a mafia killer all the time or a cop, which I play all the time, cops. <laughs> I don't know why I'm always a detective, a cop, or a killer. But maybe, maybe, I, can, I can definitely identify with that. 
<laughs> yeah, you're always like the hood. Yeah, a lot you of the look times. at you what you play. But you <laughs> even write your own movies and you play a hood. Like you should like now this wait, time wait, you're wait, playing for, a mom wait, and a dad. For, That's better. <laughs> for our viewing audiences who are not familiar with Harley, Harley always plays the heavy all the time, the heavy, the bad the guy. Heavy. Or the crazy guy or the wild. The heavy, like you're the mean, like crazy guy in you know, a lot of your that, movies. That's what heavy means. <laughs> okay, he always, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't know heavy, though. He never plays a ballerina. <laughs> never. Not not often. You guys, other films. I, I will say it. this, though. Maybe the Bennett Song movies. No. Oh, yeah. I don't know, because Lucas in this one. Oh, Lucas is a bit of a, a pushover. bit of a pushover. Oh, you're not a heavy in this movie? No, he's a dad. No. Oh, don't tell us. Don't tell us. Keep your mouth shut. We don't want to give it away. Probably so as close you, to ballerina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see him in toe shoes and a tutu. <laughs> I'd pay money to see that. Yeah, I'll wear it to the premiere. You guys, are there movies that that they have out, you know, that uh, they star in Agramon's Gate? We went to the premiere of that. Eternal Code, we went to that premiere. Betrayed, that was I the have first to tell premiere. you, folks, they're a wonderful acting couple. They're like years ago. We had all these couples that were famous movie stars that did movies one after another that were cu couples like William Powell and Myrna Loy. You know, people like they always cast <laughs> the same people, and you don't remember them when you see the new movie. You don't remember they were in the other movie, and that's good because yeah. they're a wonderful working team, and I enjoy them on screen. I really do, and you will too. So for twenty bucks, you cheap bastards, go out and buy that friggin' video. And have a good time. Treat yourself. You can have 10 people over. You can have a sex orgy while you watch the Mozo. <laughs> they also have... And, and have, you can watch it again and again. That's yeah, right. You can watch right, it again. And they also have their family films, you guys. Uh, uh, a Bennett Song Holiday and, a, and uh, United Colors of Bennett Song, which is the first one, right? That was the first yeah. one. And the Bennett yep. Song, the Bennett Song movie, yep. I think who was in that? Tara Reid or somebody, right? In there? Tara Reid, yeah. Those are both on Roku and Pluto. Oh, that's cool. You know what? We watch a lot of Tubi. Like, we watch Tubi, like, all the yeah, time. Yeah, I got to uh, brag about Jimmy a little. Hang on, wait, wait. Let him finish his statement. See, you interrupted his sentence. I interrupt everybody. I'm from Brooklyn. I know, but <laughs> let him. Go ahead and say it, Harley. What were you going to I'm used to it. Yeah. Does she interrupt you, too? Uh, you, better, you better say no. You better say no. <laughs> You're from Brooklyn, Katie? My grandma is from Brooklyn. Oh, so you have a little Brooklyn in you. <laughs> My, you, you need to meet my grandma, Ron. I think she would love you. I probably would because Brooklyn people invite you in their house for coffee and crumb cake in the kitchen. Oh, yes. California, you could be dying of thirst in the street. They walk by and say, get out of my way, you dying of thirst bastard. Oh, but, so really, Brooklyn is Brooklyn people are the best. We tell mm -hmm. it like it is. We're open. We're honest. We're, we don't give a shit what you think. We just say it. I also yeah. saw you. Yeah. I did love your grandmother. How old is your grandmother? 87. Yeah. Oh, so I'm 82. So we came from the same school. Same yeah. Neighborhood. She's where, not where afraid. She no. She, I couldn't tell you exactly where, cookie. but she's a tough cookie. And she's like 4'11". She could beat the shit out of your husband. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, I love her. Already. You I are love afraid her. of grandma. She's like a little gangster. She is. She oh, is I a little gangster. What, what's her name? And you better use a coaster. Yes. If you don't use a coaster, you're done. You're not yeah, allowed to grandma's house anymore. Yeah. What's her name? Jackie. Hey, Jackie. Regards from another Brooklyn night. 
<laughs> we have a lot of real wood furniture, so we have to have con we have to have coasters. Coasters? What do you want to? Yes. I tell them all the time. I say you're Irish. That's why you don't use a coaster. I'm Italian. We use coasters. We, we we're very careful of everything. Irish people they don't give a shit because they're loaded half the time. Except for Jimmy, he don't drink. That's right. So I noticed too in a lot of your movies because I saw in two other movies, The Dead Rose and The Initiation. You you're starting to work with you kind of like have your own compound of like well known actors you're working with because I noticed you've done a ton of movies. It's called an ensemble. Hang on, with Richard Tyson, Vernon Wells, Lauren Mayhew, yeah. Jimmy Drain, Eric Roberts is in one of them. But oh, you work yeah. Sean Whalen. You work with a lot. You work with um. Did you ever work uh, with John Birch a lot? Did you ever work with yeah. Lorraine Landon? Did you ever work yes, with Yes, Agramon's Gate. Agramon's yeah. Gate. She's, she's in the hospital bed. in it. Oh, she's, she's in, in your hospital. movie? Yeah, Agramon's Gate. Yeah. Yes. Well, I remember Agramon. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I, I love yeah, Jan's in that too, right? Jan's in that what? one too, I think. Is it Jan? Jan in that is, yes. Yeah. Lorraine and I did a love scene in a bar that they cut out of the movie because it was too, like, Pornographic risque. or something. It was too risque. Them. I mean, we were like. I mean, we got, we got carried away. And I thought, <laughs> no, I thought to myself, when straight men see this, they're going to say, "I'm going to tell everybody I'm a faggot, so I can get away with things." And Ron Russell. Gets away with. <laughs> I mean, really, I love Lorene. I call her my movie star. That's her nickname. Oh, she's so good. She's, she's such a good person too. She is. Yeah. She is. She's an angel on this earth. And I, I yes, she is. I adore her. And she's a damn good actress. I finished Amazing. a movie. I finished a movie, which I will never promote because the person that did it is a bitch. But anyway, Loreen was wonderful in that movie. She's a method actress. She stayed in character the entire shoot. And she's a she really stole the movie. Yeah. Yeah, she I think she kind of steals the show in Agramons too at times. Yes, her performance. Very good. In that I remember just, she she had the cigarettes on the porch. She was sitting there bitching. No, that. that's not what Agamon's, movie was. Agamon's gay. No, she's like in the hospital. She's a psych uh, in the psych ward. She's in the psych ward. Oh, okay, okay. I, I got. Yes, he can't remember titles. Uh, you know either. what? I, you know how many movies I see, Harlan? Harley. Harley. <laughs> <laughs> that many. No, not, yeah. <laughs> Harlan, Harlan's somebody he just got off the phone with, actually. There listen, is a real person named Harlan. Listen, listen, let me tell you something. 82 years old. Your mind goes, but thank God your dick doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather my mind go than my dick, tell you the truth. So I'm happy. No, at 82, you get a little weird. So you guys check out Ash and Bone. You want to watch it. You want to watch the uh, trailer because we, we want to get the trailer views up. I want to give a shout out too to Joe Williamson. He, I know yes. you guys worked yep. with him for a long time and he does a great job with the premieres and all the press he's been yeah. getting. Guys, hey, He's a true talent. And so he's I want to give guy. him a shout out. Um, I want to ask some questions that aren't, uh, aren't your movies related. And I like yeah. to do this with all the actors and stuff. So oh, wait, I want to say something before I forget. Okay. Would you guys like to go to, Madame Tussauds rooftop penthouse Halloween party. The proceeds go to St. Jude Hospital for Children, and everybody's there that is anybody. I would love to, but we're not in LA at that time. We are in. Oh, I forgot you're in Chicago. No, Detroit. Michigan. Yeah, Detroit. Same shit, freezing cold. It is freezing cold. Not cold yet, though, right? Okay. I worked in Chicago one time. 
Oh, I never in drag. Would you? The believe last it? time, because they were the wind was blowing up my dress, freezing my nuts off. They went with the, <laughs> the Su Wong thing because they were in town yeah. for that for the oh, Su Wong yeah. Oscar party. Well, yeah. the, roof, the rooftop is really quite a party. Yeah, it's a fun one. Like five hundred people. Uh, it's stunning, and that you can go to the museum and see all the wax dolls. It's really a great event. Yeah. How do so you like, like living in sure. How do you like living? It? Why aren't you in California? Because uh, this works really, really well for us, and it's yes. a great place to raise family. I think. Yeah, I, think? I, I, oh, I, better than Hollywood. Yeah, I, I wouldn't raise a family if I had little kids. I wouldn't live here. I raised, sure. I raised my kids in Garden City, Long Island, which is a yeah. very waspy Republican town. You know, very prim and proper. Woo they they squeak when their asses move. But <laughs> I, I did that for a reason because I wanted them to be very strict. I didn't want to live in a liberal town like Hollywood where everybody's, oh, that's cool, man. Get stoned, get laid, get sex changed. That's cool. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, I want to go back to I'm not to my a Republican. Questions. I just said that. You know, I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back. I'm a uh, communist. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, bucket list. If you could have been yeah. in any movie, any Hollywood movie that's ever been made, both of you, uh, any movie, it could be a new movie, an old movie, any movie. And the second part of the question is if, any male and female actor, if you could like put on a bucket list and you could work with any male and female actor in, in, in a movie, one of your movies or any other movie, who would you like to work with and what movie would you have had this, like a favorite movie that you would like to have been in? And we'll let, we'll let Harley go first because Katie really looks like she's thinking about it. Oh, I already have my answer. Okay, you can go first. Katie. I was waiting for you to stop. No, you go oh, first, Katie. Then you go first. He doesn't shut up either. He doesn't I was up. just messing around. No, but I really do have my answers. Um, okay. Yes, yeah, Salt would be the movie that I would have been in. Oh, wow. I Salt. love Angelina Jolie's character. The fucking, uh, that is like, like my five. ideal role. Um, That's super so for everybody out there. <laughs> yeah, if you're making salt, I'm making too. a movie like Salt. Please, 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 <laughs> just let me audition for you. <laughs> I love that movie. Okay. Um, and then who I would like to work with? Uh, actually, it's kind of funny because a lot of like it's probably a very cliche answer for most people, but like Robert De Niro. Um, mm -hmm. And the reason is because I have always like I've loved his movies growing mm -hmm. up, and I've always admired him and what he's how he pushes himself as an actor. Um, so yeah, those are my answers. Okay, what about a chick? What chick would you like to work with? It's not oh, like I a love interest. It's just a cool female. And don't say Meryl Streep, hopefully. No, <laughs> no, not Meryl Well, I love Meryl Streep, but it would not be Meryl Streep. I actually would say Glenn Close. There you go. Fabulous. Um, She's like one of the greatest actresses Glenn ever. Glenn Close is. Yeah. I love her. Fantastic. Yeah, I love her too. I do also. I, I'm choking on the, uh, I'm drinking lemonade. <laughs> so you did me while I choked to death. We'll let you choke and we'll let Harley We're down the, the wrong pipe. I hate that. I would have loved to have played in something like The Goodfellas or, or uh, in that style of film, plays one of those characters. Uh, I know that it kind of doesn't match with blonde hair and all that <laughs> jazz, but but I have that in me, and and I and I I feel I understand those those characters pretty well. So that would be a fun role for sure. Uh, as far as actor, actress, uh, I'd say Jodie Foster and Ooh. Denzel Washington Good would be the, You said Jodie Foster? Jodie Foster. Yeah, I love, I love Jodie Foster. Yeah. I really like, I really <laughs> like uh, Denzel Washington as the equalizer. Like I had never seen uh, that. And, yeah. and, and, and if he's you really want to be in a wise guy film, 
you have to do this. Give me that thing over there. What are you talking about? Hey, over there. You know what I'm talking? You shoot him and you're dead. It, it doesn't have you. to be it doesn't have to be an Italian though. It could it could be any, it could be uh uh, no, like a Russian mean, mobster type of movie no, or whatever. It's just, it's just the style. Dark. Italians are not all dark. We're from the north of Italy. My sister's a blonde, blue eyed. She looks like dark. Oh, no, State. I know. So I, you I, could I've play. Been, I've, been uh, there. I've been to Italy play. a few times. Okay. We're from Genoa and Venice. So you could be a mafioso from the north. From Naples. You just got to have the Brooklyn accent. <laughs> you just got to have the Brooklyn accent. Give me a break. Get a bottle. What are you talking about? He's got the Russian there. gangster accent, though. He, he does the Russian gangster accent. No, but that's yeah, yeah. in the Brooklyn I like movie. That. In a Brooklyn movie, it won't work because the Russian mafia doesn't like the Italian mafia in Brooklyn because the mm -hmm. Russian mafia took over the Italian mafia in Brooklyn. Yep. So do you and play a vampire? In a lot of other places, too. Do you guys play vampires in your vampire movie? <coughs> Damn it. No, Jan is our vampire. We rebooted essentially the origin of vampires to Viking times. So we start the film in Viking days, and 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 Jan is this uh, is the vampire when they oh, realize they oh, can't he's the kill ultimate him. Viking. He, he's I a mean, good he looks, Viking. Yeah. He looks like a Viking without yes. makeup. He's the ultimate. He's very handsome. And did you ever yeah. see pictures of him when he was young? Oh yeah. Oh, yes, I God. have. But but if I may head. finish. Go yes. Ahead. So, so, so essentially, when they figure out they can't kill him, they put him in a crypt. They put him on a Viking ship, take him across the Atlantic, and bury him. Uh, and then they head back to Scandinavia. And then he gets unearthed by uh, this teenage kid uh, in the in the woods. It's uh, it's quite the ride. And, the, and the name of that movie is Beneath Us All. Beneath Us All. And that's to be seen where. Don't yeah. know. We are finalizing the deal, but it is uh, guaranteed theatrical. Are you doing a red carpet on that one? Yes, of course. Uh, we're coming. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> I'm doing. If he doesn't invite me, I will give him such bad press. Nobody will ever <laughs> go see his movie. I'll you say, guys are always invited. Come on. No, if he doesn't invite us, I'll say, oh, his movie is such a bomb that Jimmy and I couldn't be bothered going to such <laughs> shit to see. No, right? we would never you say be that. careful with the press. <laughs> no, you guys, I have to say, you guys are a very class act, like, because we've gone to a lot of red carpets. I bought a new car, so we're not going to as many as we used to because I don't want to put the miles on it. And, um, mm -hmm. uh, but you guys have, uh, have always such classy people. Everybody there, you know, is really like uh, excited so, to be you there. Know, uh, you're decent married couples, couple. You're just happily married, decent mom and dad, decent people. Harley is European. I was raised European. And European upbringing does not allow. I mean, for a gay guy, I'm really moral. Jimmy yeah. and I don't freeway. We don't fool around. We're monogamous. I have it in the relationship. If he cheats on me, he's out. I'll divorce <laughs> him. No, I really will. We're legally married. Uh, I brought my heterosexual values to my gay life. And I know that you people have wonderful values, too. And it shows in your work. Believe me, it shows in your work. It does. Good. Thank you. You know, you, I can tell if two people don't get along in a movie, can't you? <clears throat> Sometimes. Yes. I can well, not always. I've heard some stories, and I, and I did not know. Yeah. But yeah, I've heard stories, too. Yeah, I've... but no, I can spot it. I can, the, the, the muscle 
there's, there's indication you could see that they're forcing it. They really want to spit in the person's face, but they can't. <laughs> no, I, I think it's fabulous. How about how many you guys do like three or four movies a year, pretty much, right? Right. No, Not we do anymore. we do one now. We're, we're we're getting a little bigger budgets, a little bigger distribution, a little bigger everything. Uh, so we slow down the pace. So we do like sixteen to twenty shooting days uh, on a film. Good for you. It's quality, not quantity. Yeah, yes. I agree. That's and, for sure. And, and as the money grows, I will hope to slow it down even further. Mm -hmm. If I could shoot four to five pages a day, I'd be a very happy camper. Right. Oh, no, absolutely. I, I'm very, I get a lot of scripts that screwballs send me. Crazy people send me scripts. I had one that was drag queens from out of space. And they wanted me to play the head drag queen came from another planet because they ate all the men on that planet. Now they're coming to this <laughs> planet to eat the men here. And how do you answer that? The person wrote it, you know. So I wrote back. I said, my dear friend, I'm a little too old to be in drag. <laughs> and that was my answer. He wrote back, oh, no, you could be an ugly old drag queen. It's okay. <laughs> so I wanted to write back, fuck you. But I didn't. <laughs> I just wrote, thank you, but I'm declining on your offer. Perhaps you can use somebody else. I'm, I had to be nice. But I was yeah, thinking, yeah. We could use an ugly old drag queen. <laughs> and they wonder why this shit doesn't get in film. <laughs> right? Get distributed, I think. The other thing yeah. I think is important with you guys is because a lot of indie filmmakers make films with no idea about... <laughs> another about, one. about hang on, wait, wait, I'm talking. No, I have no idea about the back end of it and like how yeah. it's a business. And if you if the film doesn't make money, you're not going to get money for the next one. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. And so that's one thing I think is super cool about your whole unit, you know, is yeah. that you're turning them out, but you understand all the aspects of how it, how it should be done. And it's a good example for people to watch what you do. Yeah, we'd be troubleshoot the script. There's many... You know, I'm really difficulty with this. Huh? Am, am I hearing? Correctly? I don't know, but go ahead, Harley. No, I, I was saying we start with, you know, many rewrites and poking at a script to make sure the script is really good before we move to the next phase. We have several months of pre-production and preparing. We do casting calls. We don't sell roles. Uh, we try really, really hard to put the best product on the screen uh, because I believe in the long run, if you don't cut corners, your films are going to go further and you're going to reach further and yeah. you're going to get more money to play with and you're going to have more success Absolutely. and so on and so forth. Absolutely. 100%. Well, you, you guys have been grinding them out for a lot of years now, so you know what you're talking about. And yeah. you've learned and you've improved. But getting back to another script I got, they headlined it for me. Ron, we're looking for a loudmouth cop. We thought you'd be perfect. So I thought to myself, a loudmouth cop. Okay. Which actually, you can do that. You're well, I, I do that mostly. <laughs> so I wrote back. I said, <clears throat> I no longer play cops. I said, now I play religious parts like Jesus or Moses. <laughs> they didn't find it funny. They didn't really find it funny. Harley. Yes. How would you be on a set of someone else's film? Would you feel that you are out of control? And if you saw something, was going, shut up, I'm to speaking. But he's on a lot of other people's films. But that's not the, you just ruined the whole question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why do you do that? Well, you, you step on my I don't line. know if you were paying attention, though, that we talked I'm about all the films that lot, weren't his. No, but I'm changing the subject because I want, stop it, Jimmy. You step on my lines all the time. I hate him. <laughs> 
going back, if you're in someone else's film and they're mm -hmm. doing something incorrect, do you feel that you have to open your mouth and correct them or do you go along with it? That's the question it, you want. It, it depends on the on the size of the mistake. Mm -hmm. If it's a small mistake, well, first of all, if if I have said yes to a role, then the mistake is mine. If if because if, if I'm on a set that I shouldn't be, that's my fault. That's true. Uh, so so it starts there. After that, the answer. I, I I try to gauge how receptive they would be to feedback, and if I don't feel that they would receive feedback well, then I zip it and do my part. Uh, if I feel that they would be receptive, then I would definitely pull them aside and and give them a couple of couple of hints. Okay, you love the, you love the part. You read the script. Mm -hmm. The day of the shooting, you feel that a line doesn't work because you don't know the line until you work it. You know that you can read a line, but you don't really don't understand the line until you do it. Do you tell the director, I'm not happy with this line, could we rephrase it? <clears throat> I would, yes. If if I've said the line enough times that it's not coming out of my mouth truthfully, then I would much rather have it come out truthful and I would talk it over with the director for mm -hmm. sure. I want everybody out there to understand this. Young actors, you don't have to ruin your career by reciting bad lines from a bad movie. Yes. Better to say no Absolutely. and work as a waiter for a few more months than to be in a bad movie reciting bad lines. What yes. I just like the most about actors of today is, and you may agree with me, they don't act. They are not the part. They read lines. It happens I, a lot. Yeah. I have worked with you. I, I just finished a movie. I forgot what it's called. What is the movie? I no, think? we're not going to tell people the name of the movie if you're going to bash it. Oh, I can't it. tell you. I can't <laughs> yeah. tell you the name of it. I just finished a movie a couple of weeks ago. And I wasn't happy with what was going on with the lines, and I felt it was totally wrong. And I said, listen, I'm in the business 64 years. I think I know a little bit about it. How about yeah. we change this and that and the other thing? And they agreed. And afterwards, they came over to me and they said, Ron, that was really good. Uh, good thing. Thank you. Thank you. And I said, okay, you can't. I told the actor, don't read lines with me. If you read lines with me, I'm not into it. Don't you agree, Katie? I, if I, mean, I say to you, you and I are lovers on, in a park, on a park bench. And I say <laughs> to you, I love you very much. And I think that we should go for ice cream after I kiss you a hundred times. Oh, you're funny. I mean, um, would you like me to act that way? How are you going to respond? I, well, I'm a professional, so I, I will. Making it true is on the actors, though. Yeah. Um, yeah I will try to do my part. I love you I, very much, Katie. Please leave your husband for me. I mean, I that's reading that. a line. You can't. I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't do that. But you, <laughs> no, no, you're missing my point. You can't give me. I'm not getting from you. Anything, because I'm not yes. giving you anything. Yeah. So if I said to you, Katie, I love mm -hmm. you so much. Please leave, leave your husband for me. I'm giving you an emotion that you can hang on to and come back with. Yeah. Well, yeah. I have to feel connected. I eh, have to say thank that. you. Actors have to be connected. And Actors if I don't feel that connect. we have a connection, I will at least try to pull you aside when I can and try to make sure that we work on it. And and I, I mean, I have to at least be honest about it. 
um, because it matters. Like you don't want to see deadness but, in the but, eyes. But if but if you if you're any quality filmmaker, this should have been nipped in the bud. There should yeah. be a casting call. There should be callbacks. A rehearsal. There should be, a rehearsal. There should be table reads. You should and a rehearsal. All of yeah. this stuff should have been weeded out way before that camera's rolling. But they if don't you have do problems that. when the camera's rolling. You did not do your job in pre-production. And, and Harley, I, I agree with you a thousand percent. Yeah. I was in a movie a couple of years ago that we had a rehearsal. There was no table read. We went in cold the first time reading the lines, doing the lines, and I was very upset with the director. And he and I had a fight, and I walked off the picture. Mm. Why did I walk off the picture? Because I wasn't going to continue to be a part of this disgusting mess that was being made. Yeah. Most of the word went around, Ron Russell is temperamental, walked off a picture. Not true at all. It was yeah. I had difficulty with this director because he was mean, insulting, and an ageist. Yeah. So I left the film. Uh, I won't work in a film if I feel that the script is good and the director is botching it up. How do you feel about that? Oh, See, sure. I mean, the director definitely has to be in tune with the with the story and, and be able to express themselves in a way that is healthy on set and be a professional. Like I wouldn't be able to handle working with a director that is unprofessional to the capacity of, of not allowing me the freedom as an actor, what, sure. what I need. I mean, there's a set of expectations that should be put on a set, whether it's the director, the producer, the actor, all of them, they, they all need to be able to coincide in some way. And, and you should and, strive for excellence. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's that simple. If you don't strive for excellence, then, then it's going to fall short over and over again. Well, you're hired, Katie, to well, portray you. another person, okay? <laughs> and For how long? No, no, I'm in a film. Uh, and if you don't <clears throat> give me as a director, I'm not a director, but make believe, if you don't give me what I believe that character is, then a director should direct. But a lot mm -hmm. of the films that I've been in the director doesn't direct. One other film I was in, the director was in another room watching us oh. on a television set. The, uh, okay? I, and, and I couldn't hear. I was I was playing a minister marrying this couple. <coughs> the bridesmaid, who was 100 feet away, was had a little voice. So I didn't hear when she spoke, and I couldn't hit the line because I didn't hear her. Mm -hmm. Audio didn't come over and tell me, Ron, you're not hearing her because she's so far away. So what we did was we made her raise her hand and speak. And I saw the hand and I was able to. That was a mistake on audio. Yeah. Now the film comes out. We have a wonderful black actor in it who I love to death. He's <laughs> a good buddy of mine. And the scene is shot without lights. For some reason, they forgot to turn the lights on. And all you saw was his teeth and eyeballs. <laughs> well, we went hysterical when we saw the film. I said, this is so like years ago when they portrayed black people with only eyeballs and teeth. And he was hysterical laughing. I mean, he's a good buddy. So we had, we, but this is how <coughs> professional the film was. Yet the film was released that way. How do you yeah. do such a thing today? How do you have bad And, and we're not talking about a $50,000. <clears throat> no. It wasn't a huge film, but it was like almost a half a million dollars. It was a half a million dollars. <laughs> I had a trailer of, he gave me a trailer of my own, Ron Russell on a trailer. I never had a full friggin' trailer. 
<clears throat> he doesn't well, need a trailer for two days' work. <laughs> right. The food was fabulous. I mean, the money on that film was spent like crazy, but they forgot to, to they light it. They spent it on the movie. They spent they, it on yeah. the They didn't light it. Cinematography and gaffers are so important. You want it to look beautiful, no matter what what this that you're showing. And sound can make and break a movie. Thank you. If bad sound sound will make and break a movie, it doesn't matter the picture. Like the cinematography can be the best cinematography. I don't care if the sound is off. I can't watch the movie. I agree. Bad sound is a cheap movie. I hate to hear they sound like they're in a hallway. Oh, I hate that. I hate that with a passion, but yep. too many bad films have been put out there that gave bad name, gave horror movies a bad name. You know, I'm still from the Alfred Hitchcock uh, Psycho Day. How clever, mm-hmm. how Me wonderful, too. how brilliant that was. Um, yeah, horror, from Hitchcock horror to, Craven, to eyeball, Stephen King. Uh, Stephen King. An eyeball yeah. falling out doesn't have to be horror. No, you know there was a movie years ago we saw called Inner Sanctum, and you never saw the murderer; you only saw a shadow. It's like Bird and Box. Who? What? Think Bird, Bird Box. Box. Yeah. You never see the monsters. I yes. love that because your mind creates the monster. Yep, and it's a lot scarier than the special effects that they would have put in. Even even in the the quiet place, it's the same thing. You see very little of them. Yeah, very, very little of the monsters. I really believe in your success, and I really enjoy your work. Is because forty-six years ago, in nineteen fifteen, I made a movie with Sophia Loren and Tab Hunter, and I worked with Sidney Lomet, the director. So I come from a different school than today. Yeah, and when well, I. Back- see- Wait, Back finish. then, it was all about excellence. When I see professionalism, I see you guys. And everything you say, I agree with because it's old school filming. Yeah. I mean, I when, when your films are so good. We, we, we really tried to go back to all the greats and look at all their systems because there are best practices that you can pick up. You don't have to reinvent wheels. There, you know, how many Instagram followers you have will not dictate how good of an actor or actress you are. So, so even though those things to some degree matter, at the end of the day, what matters more than anything else is, did you make somebody sit there for an hour and a half and enjoy the ride or did they get sucked into the story? That's what matters. Absolutely. But you can't do it without professionalism, without experience, and without know-how. Remember one thing, Harley. You're standing on the shoulders of the great movie makers of the 30s and 40s and 50s. Amen. So don't cast that talent or knowledge away. When I act, when I act, they say to me, oh, but you act like, nobody acts like that anymore. You don't do that kind of stuff anymore. I say, yes, I do. See what you just did with your hand? When I work, I don't have my hands at my side because I don't do no, that. No, you have to be you have to be a three dimensional full human. I talk to you and and I did that in the movie. They almost fainted. They edited it out. I was a cop with my feet up on a desk on a telephone. How many people pick their nose on the telephone? Practically everybody. So I had the phone tucked under my chin and I did this. 
they didn't like it. I said, why? That's the kids are gonna love it. It's a kid movie, these monster movies. You know, they don't listen. Yeah. Years ago they did stuff like that, not picking their nose, but you know, you do things like Oh yeah, you I mean you have to be alive. And and you have to be true as an actor, you have to be true to the moment. But a lot of these young, good looking actors, they're this they're worried about the lighting or so well, if, 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 if you're just trying to look pretty, making movies is not uh, probably not the best thing because our job is to be vulnerable, it, it is to open ourselves to be to look real to, to the experience of of, uh, of the yeah. audience. What, what what are you talking to? Hey, he's on the phone. Yeah. Do, you, do you believe that rude son? No, of this is our guest, and I'm trying to get it worked out. Oh, it's our guest. It's, our next guest. it's Hal Sparks. You, you don't you don't have the. Uh, do you know who Hal Sparks is? Ring? The actor from Queer as Folk, House oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. very big actor, very famous. He's uh, he's coming on after you. So oh, very Jimmy. cool. Huh? On is what the link actually says. Very cool. Is he? Uh, he's having a hard time getting connected. It sounds. You know what? Uh, <laughs> Jimmy does a rehearsal the day before with new people. So yeah, they, yeah. They basically know what to do, but sometimes yeah. we run into difficulty. I just yeah. don't want to problem text me otherwise and I can text I don't want to lose him as a guest yeah, because we did sure. a lot of P we did a lot of PR on him. All right, thanks. Yeah. Bye-bye. Was that how? Yeah. Is he, he having difficulty? He, he doesn't have the right link, I guess, or he doesn't he didn't realize it was a link, but that's all good. So let's go back with Harley Harley and Katie. So you guys check out Ash and Bone, follow Katie uh, on Instagram. It's at Katie Walling, K-A-I-T-I, W-A-L-L-E-N. Harley is at the Harley Wallen, and uh, his Twitter is Harley the Swede, I think, right? Yeah, it's from my fighting days. Mm. Yes, from his fighting days. And we will see you guys next Wednesday. I can't wait. Yes. So we can't wait to see it. Thanks for I coming on. I want to give on. you both a big hug. Absolutely. Yes. Because, no, you're very it's special. Too long. No, listen, I don't blow smoke up anybody's ass. You know I'm not a phony. I, if I say it, I mean it. Otherwise, I won't say it. But I really like you both a lot, and I respect you both a lot because Thank I respect you. what you do. Uh, I'm I'm a fan, and I'm not Thank a fan you. of too many. I'm not a fan of too many people, but I am. I appreciate a that. You. Thank you. So you're, we'll you're see good. you guys on Wednesday. Can't wait! Can't wait! Yeah. And see you on Wednesday. will have fun. Lipstick, Thank Kate. You. You, no lipstick be good times. If you don't have lipstick on. I'm going to drive right back to Palm Springs. I'll show have lipstick. <laughs> She's a natural. I want to see you all dolled up. I'm with not wearing makeup. any makeup right now. I know, but at the at the red carpet, lashes and lipstick. Of course. And, oh, of, uh, so yeah. We take glamorous pictures because I love glamour. We have to bring glamour back. Oh we have yes, to bring Hollywood yes. glamour back because you know what? You have to be better than your audience. If you look mm -hmm. like your audience, they don't respect you. Do you agree with that? I think that there's a time for things. But glamour. A red carpet, a red carpet is glamour. A total drag for a red carpet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, you guys. We'll see you Wednesday. See you Wednesday. Thank, right. you. See you Thank you. Bye. Bye. Good interview, boys and girls. Thank you. That was sweet. I like, love it. Absolutely. I love the both of them anyway. They're just nice people. So uh, what you guys do, we're going to take a quick music break. How said he be on within five minutes. Um, we're going to play No Authority, Can I Get Your Number, and we'll wait for Hal to come in. I just sent him the link, so hopefully it all works out. So please enjoy No Authority, Can I Get Your Number. Take it away, Juan.
Rebel when he was like young, and let's bring on House Park. Ricky Rebel's a good friend of ours, and I love him. Hey, what's happening? Hey, what's hey, up? Hey, Fox? Hi, how are look you? At that. Good. Not a lot of people know that I was the third guy from the back in the uh, in the dance sequence, and then I was the second motorcycle for only half the day, though, because I, you know, they just needed me for the jump and uh, <laughs> in that video. So it's work, but you know, it, I was young. I needed the money. Uh, which will also be the name of my uh, autobiography. It's so funny because we, uh, the, the guy who actually is in that band is a friend of ours, and that Ricky was when he Rebel. was on tour with Madonna, and YouTube flags us for playing music, so I have to find music that they won't stop us live you know, to play, right. and that's something they don't stop us with. But hello and welcome to the show. Do you Hi. have your hair in a ponytail? Yes, I do. It's, I love uh, it. Okay. It's apparently back because I, I went like to the gym. You're like a rock star. You're like it's a rock true. star now. I'm All a right, lot like now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, comedian, actor, musician, television personality, Hal Sparks. Hello and welcome to the show. Yay. Thanks. Yay. Please settle down. It's very exciting for all of us. Um, <laughs> this is my husband and co-host, uh, Ron Russell. Hey, Hi, Ron. We met years ago. I don't doubt now, it. Yeah. Taya Gill is a dear friend of mine. Oh, yeah. And so uh, I met you, I think, at Peter's film. Remember Peter's film? About a gay guy that Wait was, a minute. Uh, Peter, Peter made a film about a gay guy? What are the no, other well, No, you're talking okay. about the TV series. He played series. it himself. He played it himself. It was I thought it was a movie. It was excellent, mm -hmm. by the way. Mm -hmm. Where he was a, a young kid. I forgot what the plot was. But Peter, I and I met yeah. you there. I I believe I met you there. And I also met the guy that played your lover on Queer as Folk. What's his name? Uh Robert Gant, you mean? No, no, Bobby? no, he didn't. No, 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 he wasn't your lover. He was Gail. You're talking about G that Gail G guy. Gail, I'm talking. Oh, about yeah, it. no, that was, uh, yeah, that was, uh, he played, uh, well, that was you, Michael's you, you best were, friend. You, yes. Yes. You were terrific. Very nice. Peter was a doll. Mm -hmm. Ostea is a doll. And the girl that played the lesbian also forgot her name. Michelle. Michelle. Michelle yep. Another doll. But I can't say the same about Gail. <laughs> He was very rude, stuck up, and thought who the fuck he was. And I simply said to him, oh, I think, are you in that movie too? No, no, no. Yeah, no, right, yeah. Gail is not, Gail is not the most pleasant person. But anyway, um, I, no, no, I, I tell it like it is how. I know you do. I appreciate it. So you don't have, so I don't have to. I hear you. Um, <laughs> that, that's why we're number 11, the best pod show in the world. The 11 interview show. With 5 million viewers that are watching you right now. We tell it like it is. Tell I appreciate you, it. Yeah. How did you, I, the question that everybody, listen, I'm gay. Mm -hmm. All my gay friends were so in love with you. You can't believe it. 
Mm-hmm. Whoa, when that movie came, that show came out, Queer as Folk, all the queens were yelling, he's so cute, he's adorable. Blah, blah, blah. They were going nuts over you. The girls <laughs> had gone as crazy over you as the queens were. Right. True. How did you uh, like... Back check, how, true. How did you feel about playing a gay guy when, in fact, you're not gay? Um, I, I don't know that, that the fact that he was gay factored into it too awful much in terms of my decision making. Like I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't hesitate or feel like that was, I didn't even, honestly, I didn't feel like that was part of the choice decision in the role at all. You could see Michael on the page as a human being and it was really well crafted and it was a tale worth telling. That's the primary thing that I care about. The fact that it, it, that he was a gay character and that it was set in this environment and that that made it politically important as well, art-wise, was a plus. Um, I would argue that if it hadn't been so well-crafted and the characters weren't so well-designed and the other actors weren't so rock-solid in that regard, uh, it would have done more damage than good and therefore been a, a terrible thing. Because it's not necessarily that you do the thing that, that you you know believe in, but will it actually help the thing you believe in? You know what I mean? You can do a crap project that actually sets back, you know, gay rights 10 years if it's not well done. If it doesn't, if it walks up to the bell and it doesn't ring the bell, you could you could do more harm than good. Luckily, that wasn't the case. So I, and in, insofar as playing the character, that it was, it was his, it was who he was. Because the great thing about Queer as Folk, I think, was that each character, how they had sex and with whom they had sex was meaningful to who they were. So Gail that you know played Brian. Brian was right. uh, you know just promiscuous and sort of dismissive, borderline sociopathic in his relationship. And the and the idea that you know he he and Justin might actually be a number over time was the big question for that part of the story. Because is he even capable of falling in love? And is the young guy in uh, even capable of not falling in love with him? So that's always the that was the the drama of that relationship. When it came to Michael, he's totally capable of falling in love. He's totally capable of finding someone worth loving and being with forever. The question is, is he in a world that will allow it? And so Michael's striving in his character, which was really a joy to play, was his search for long-lasting love and and the permanence of that relationship. And that was something new to, I think, most viewers' experience of, of gay men as a couple and the idea. And I think it was probably that the most helpful in terms of uh, gay marriage being a big issue at the time and, and the legality of it was that I think that was one, that was a new thought for a lot of people who might've been on the fence about whether gay people should have the right to get married or lesbians right. should have the right to get married. Um, that it didn't occur to them that that was a choice worth having, you know, beyond the fact that I think most people's exposure was HIV positive, negative relationships and people not being able to see the, the person they were in love with in their final hours in some ways, which I find interesting that the whole world found that out during COVID to some degree. That was, that was everybody's problem. Um, but that was one of the big turning points as well. And so being able to play Michael, who has the first HIV positive negative relationship on an American series, first right. gay couple, uh, mar- like married gay couple, legally married gay couple on American television. Like those steps were necessary and beautiful and, great to be a part of but it wasn't like well i'm not gonna play a gay character unless it politically 
is, you know, I can, <laughs> I can be a flag waver or something like that. It's got to be worth it as a piece of art. Oh, it it was real. It was real. I never missed an episode mm. and I'm not a great TV watcher, but I loved everything you guys did because it was real. I didn't mm -hmm. find it anti-gay or offensive and I yeah. didn't find it vulgar or crude. Mm -hmm. And I didn't find it to be something that heterosexual people would reject. Now, question two. Mm -hmm. If, which I wish you guys would bring it back, not that crappy one that's out there now. Right. They they, oh, that one that they did now is so politically correct, I could vomit. <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> it's just disgusting. Right. But if they brought back the original Queer as Folk, nowadays, as you guys being who you are older, in a new right. world of, in a new world of gay freedom, would you be a part of that project? Without question. Yeah, of course. Um, I, my, my one holdup would be is I would, I would prefer, and I would sort of demand that Ron and Dan, our executive producers be a part of it because they were integral to the crafting of the storyline and the direction that it was going. And so like the idea that we're all together, but somehow the creative team would be different would be an issue, I think, especially as a gay couple that's been together as long as they have. The the stories that they brought forward were rooted in their their whole life. As opposed to, you know, as people, by the way, who came from a time when it wasn't accepted and bulldozed anyways, and then found themselves in a newly changed world. So their life story over time, rather than have some young writers who are gay, but may not have had the experience uh, that they had over their life, feeding the depth of the story anyways. That, and that's where I think you get what would, you would call the sort of politically correct version of it, which is it's really just a march loosely related okay. to a story. Now, what I got out of your character, mm -hmm. and as I said, I don't blow smoke up anybody's ass, so don't think I'm trying to Mm -hmm. You know, make you feel good because you're on our show because I could care less. <laughs> you're, here, you're here and you're going to do your job. Look, That's right. You portrayed me when I was 19. Innocence. Everything mm -hmm. you did, you did with innocence. Right. That was so believable that I kept saying to my daughters, girls, mm -hmm. look at this guy. He's really, he's not even gay, but he understands it. He feels it. He's a wonderful actor because he's got innocence. Yeah. And innocence is very hard to portray. I'm an actor, I know. Yeah. But everything you did, you believed, you were gullible, you were learning. Mm. Your, your part was wonderful. It, Thank your you. your part was a once in a lifetime role. I I agree. The and oh, you're right you were, about you were brilliant in it. You're, you're really, um when you do innocent a lot of people think that the hardest part of acting is crying or angry, and it's nonsense. People get accolades a lot for the anger that they play on screen and the sadness Bullshit. that they play on screen. And quite frankly, that's the easiest thing to draw from, easy, especially, the, easy, easy. especially the older you get, because you can draw from real life experiences and you can lay it over. Happiness, on the other hand, if you're angry um, during your day, uh, you know, if you're happy during your day, you can pretend to be angry because you can still be happy to have a job and play anger on screen. There's a there's a fluidity of the emotion of doing that. As an actor, though, if you're having a rough day or your life isn't in a perfect situation or you're exhausted or whatever, playing happiness or openness or sweetness or joy is is ice skating uphill. It's really difficult. And Michael, the, what, what was necessary for him in that innocence that you're talking about was renewed faith all the time. He had to always have renewed faith. 
And that means getting hit with the same shovel twice mm -hmm. in life for a lot of people. That's why most people don't live that way. And I found on an emotional level, it was the most uh, exhausting part of that character, genuinely, was <laughs> it, having to, after something dramatic had happened, go back to the top of the scene where I'm innocent again and do it right. again and do it again. Right. You know what? You didn't portray innocence pathetic. And that I liked. Had you been pathetic, I wouldn't have been happy with your character because gay people are not pathetic. Right. Most times, anyway, we are at some times. <laughs> True of all people. True of all people. Yes, yes people. of all people. But I, I told this to Taya a lot of times. You know, Taya and I, we discussed yeah. that. She would go back in that uh, show in a minute. Yeah. Um, and we discussed who we thought were good and who we, we love Peter. Peter mm -hmm. does a brilliant job also. He played that flippy fag so well. He was wonderful at it. Right. Or right. gay, we can call him a fag. Yeah. <laughs> and I really don't give a shit because I don't believe I don't believe in the new thing where words, you know, words, that's bullshit. Anyway, Michelle portrayed Agreed. the lover as a mm -hmm. as the old the butch lover wonderfully. Mm -hmm. Taya, we I've talked about the earth mother. Yep, I talked about Taya's performance to Taya's mm -hmm. face. And mm -hmm. I told her, you were the pretty lesbian. You were good. I didn't like when you went with men, but that was okay because a lot of lesbians do. And mm -hmm. she agreed with that. Mm -hmm. She wasn't happy about sort of betraying her lesbian lover, which, of course, you know, she leaves uh, mm -hmm. Michelle for a guy. Mm -hmm. uh, At what I, point? I right. for somebody, I'm, this is a bulletin. Anyone out there with money... Please contact Hal. Mm -hmm. Let Hal get producers to bring this wonderful, fabulous, beautifully acted and written TV show to Netflix or something. You'll right. make a lot of money with it. The new Queerest Folk is nothing like the old Queerest mm -hmm. Folk. The new Queerest Folk has gone, I don't know, to the moon or I don't know where the fuck it went, but it stinks <laughs> I wouldn't watch it another second. All right, let's go. I want to go. Wait a minute. You can have it. The floor. I know, but we only I'm, have a I'm couple of minutes. I'm all riled up. I'm all I know. What do you mean a couple of minutes? Because we came on late, and so we, we only have 13 oh, more shit. minutes, and I have lots of stuff I want to well, talk Hal's about. Well, how's got to come back? It will come back. I, I'll come hey. back, absolutely. Um, so, I uh, want to, couple of things yeah. I want to address uh, in that. One is I agree about language. I think anytime you allow someone to take your self-worth by any word they say to you, you are giving power away. So and and you make I believe people make a decision about what something means before it happens. Your emotions yes. don't come first. Your thoughts do. So if my friend calls me a dickhead versus a stranger, it's not the word that does anything to me. You know, my, I know my friend is joking. I know my the stranger might doesn't know me. So I've made a decision about when someone insults me right. you know, before I feel anything. And yes. so when my I think that one of the worst things allies can do is to insist that, oh my God, when they call you that, they dehumanize you. To be on the side of effectively the person who's swearing at you or calling you something and saying that person has power, you don't. I don't no, agree. It listen. will always be that you're you're like, the, the words bounce off because I'm if I'm by your side and I'm your friend and I'm your ally, my argument is always going to be, that doesn't mean anything. I'm here and I'm your friend. And that has meaning. What the fuck they say doesn't matter. Absolutely. I'm from Brooklyn. You know how we used to greet each other? Hey, fucko, how are you feeling? <laughs> That's right. That's hey, fucko, right. What, hey, fuck face, what's going on? That's and right. nobody thought anything of it. 
Right? I mean, yeah. I have Even the people I... who like getting fucked in the face, which is the interesting <laughs> thing. <laughs> I, think. I have friends that. That's hilarious. You know, I Thank have you. friends that I call whores. Oh, you all whore. Sure. You know? Sure. And it means Salty. nothing. It's just words. It depends on what you put behind it. If you put a bullet behind it, it's then fair. It may... Right, exactly. But, but anything but short of that. It's a joke or is a, a, a. Listen, when I call somebody a fuck, it's affection. Mm -hmm. Because I'm well, from yeah. the... I called Jimmy a fuck about 10 times He calls a day. me a fuck all the time. <laughs> We've been married for 10 years. Yeah, I keep saying, right. Jimmy, slow down, you fuck. You're driving too fast. It mm -hmm. doesn't mean bad. Right, right. Well, that's what I mean. The words, it's because you've made a choice about what the words mean to you and to other people. Right. And, that, and that's the distinction. And if you give that power away, and this happens around pronouns a lot, where people are like, if they don't say my pronouns right, they don't respect who I am. Well, first of all, you don't need their respect to have respect for yourself. And right. so, it, and the more you you rely on the respect of others for your self-worth, the more you weaken, not only you, but if it's about a group that you're a part of, it makes, it drags them down with you as well. So that's always been my concern with that as it's popped up. But no, we, really, we, you really, and I could talk about this all day. I have no wait, doubt. Let me change uh -oh. this up. Let me no, change, wait, I have wait, I'm going to change. Like eight minutes. Come I'm going to say one thing. Jimmy, I'm going to punch you in your face. I have lots of things. Face. I got a whole page of shit I want to talk to him about. <laughs> Wait, how? Yes. I No lying. I really enjoy your work. What can I Thank see you. next? Um, oh, well, I'm, what have you got for me? Sexy Liberal is this Saturday. I, uh, you know, with Stephanie Miller, we're on live uh, on tour. I also, um, you know, during the current unpleasantness, right at the beginning of lockdown, I started doing a daily live stream to help people deal with the politics and the stuff that's going on. So I... You know, until production comes back and that kind of stuff, this is what I've been doing. And as a comedian, as a political wonk, it's kind of the perfect thing for me. So I do a live stream every day, five days a week at infotainmentwars.com. That's my uh, YouTube channel. And three times uh, a week in the mornings, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then on Saturdays, I've had a radio show for almost 12 years now. Um, wow. And yeah, and I do I talk politics and all that kind of stuff in out of Chicago on WCPT. And I also live stream that on my YouTube channel and my Twitch channel as well. So from that, I've just decided, you know, uh, I was always, uh, as a comic, always sort of self-determinative about my art. I have a love of the game thing where I can do whatever I want and the next project will come. And since my goal in life as a com as an actor is to be the oldest guy in the movie, I... <laughs> that, that's me. That's me. Yeah, that's what I want. That's right. I'm the oldest one on the set. <laughs> right. That's what I, that's my goal is to be, you know, Hume Cronin or, or, you know, Burgess Meredith in, in my career. That's where I want right. to go. So I'm just, I, I just hump while I'm, you know, I pick projects that will move me f down the field in that direction, as opposed to a cul-de-sac and gone. So I'm very picky about that stuff, especially what, after Burgess Folk and Lever. I totally want to One other fast you. question. Are yeah. you still friends and do you see any of the cast from Queer's Folk? Yes. So uh, the one I probably see the most is Scott Lowell, who played Ted. Um, and then I'll see Peter along with him because they're very close. Uh, a lot of times it's at uh, either premieres of things or, or or at political gatherings. Same thing with Michelle Clooney. She's in L.A. and we'll see her. She plays Melanie um, in the yes. show. Um, right. uh, for reasons that you have stated, there's a, a cast member or two that I don't. But uh, Bobby Gant, I will say, who played my husband on the show, played Michael's husband is amazing and a terrific human being and a great actor. And the, 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 the sweetness and the truth of that relationship is largely possible because 
like Bobby is such a giving dude. And as a gay man working with a straight guy in a relationship like that, the the sort of co-respect we had as human beings right. for both our relationships and what we wanted to accomplish with this show were so in line that uh, I just felt like I could trust him in all these relationship scenes and and to not just, you know, because people focus on like sex scenes and stuff like that, but in the depth of their relationship that yep. you can really, Bobby's one of those people you can really fall in love with as a human being. So it was easy to create a space for Michael to do that. Um, it was really nice. So I found, you know, he kind of thinks Gail is shit too. I find the entire cast <laughs> to have been well fit. You know, Gail's not working, so you know what? He probably is. You don't know that. Yeah, he's not. Where is he? I never see him. Yeah, but there's so many channels. Yeah, he could be on one I'm of those. Not, channels. Not, channels. Not, channels. Not, like, you can't say any, any idea of the shitstorm I get when this conversation comes <laughs> up? Any no, we're idea. not going to talk about it anymore. He's on yeah. channel nobody. So real quick. But anyway. Um, actually, but I will say this. The show is so important that no matter what issues I have or uh, with any cast member here, that is the one area where I would work with everybody again because the show's that important. Absolutely. Um, You're a professional. Of course you will. Well, except I'm a professional, but outside of that, that is not necessarily true. I I wouldn't do any other projects. Right. Only that. that Yeah, exactly. That would be the... Well, how? You've got clout. Get this friggin' show back on the air. Well, I, you know, they, you know. Apparently, they think I'm too old and unfit to. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, <it's- laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Meanwhile, listen, listen. Meanwhile, listen to me. Your audience from that show also have grown old, and mm-hmm. we are curious to see what has become of you. Who are you with? What happened to Taya? What happened to Michelle? Sure, I what agree. Creep. You know, we all want to know what happens in that show. I you agree. got a wonderful show going there. Please, producers. Jimmy's a producer. Jimmy, mm-hmm. see what you could do. Work with how. I want to work with him on some other shit. Yeah, you're going to be in one of Jimmy's movies. I love movies. it. I'm I, want, I want to work opposite you. I have like you. 18 movies I'm in the middle of producing. Yeah, and I'm going to work opposite you. I always play a cop. So hold on. So I want to like talk real quick. We only got a couple of minutes. <laughs> First of all, well, one oh. thing Ron doesn't know, and we have to find it. What? He was on an issue. He was on an episode of Famously Afraid on the Travel Channel to describe his, his experience with alien abduction. I saw it, but he's never seen it. But that's a oh, cool yeah, thing. you gotta watch it. It's a long story. It's a it's because I used to write for a sci-fi writer in the in the 90s. That was one of my instead of waiting tables, I had I, I taught kung fu and I had industry production jobs. And I ghost wrote for a sci-fi writer, the only one in the world who doesn't read. So I read all the source material for these things and did all the research and panicked myself into a corner reading like every like scrap U- UFO book. It's, a, it's worth watching. It's probably on YouTube someplace. I, we won't take up time. Oh, I definitely will. Anything dealing with UFO is up my alley. And so I, 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 one thing I want to say kudos to you because you're like a, you know, you're a, a, an advocate for the LGBTQ community, even though you're not gay and it didn't mm-hmm. pigeonhole you. You know, you did Lab Rats, which uh, I watched yeah, a couple you know of episodes. What? Hang on, please let wait, me wait. talk. The fact that he's not gay made the gays even want Yeah, more. I know. Oh, I know that. But because I'm saying they want straight no, guys. No, but he's still involved. You know, gay guys I... don't want gay guys. They want straight guys. <laughs> Meanwhile, you look handsome still. You got a great body. What are you great talking teeth. about? Yeah, you're not, oh, you, don't, you don't look any older. Get rid of the ponytail. I know, I like the ponytail. No, no. If he's doing queer as folk, I guess nowadays. Yeah, it's the could. one thing I. W- it's the one thing I would cut the sh- the hair for. I would say this. I would have to cut the hair for for the show if I did it because Michael wouldn't have long hair because uh, people would think it was gay. That's the interesting right. thing about a character right. who's largely in the closet most of his life. 
It and would he not like be something old, he would he do. He was like an altar boy. You were like an altar boy. Yeah, that's where. That's also where we split ways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Michael, you're terrific. I, so hang I, on. I, wait, I liked you when I met you, and I like you more now. No, I actually like you. you more now. I think it's very yeah, cool. But you never met him. I never I met, met him, but I've been tweeting with him for years. I had right. a long conversation with him. He doesn't remember me. I was polite. That's why he doesn't remember That's me. right. I only remember and the I rude ones from long ago, right? I had black hair then. It was years ago. My hair was black. There you uh, go. I was with Taya and Michelle, and I believe yeah. it was Peter's was movie a, premiere. I it was by say, it's a TV show. It's not a movie. Well, I, I, and I think it was, I, I want to I say it was at a house or something afterwards, like the no, party no, afterwards or something. No, it was the vodka people threw it. It was a major oh. event. In right, Hollywood, the, whole, the like the uh, maybe it's the Hollywood Athletic Club or whatever, or that one place. It was on... a big, big arena, and okay. it was thrown by the vodka cup. Absolute, okay. vodka threw it. And as I said, Peter played a young boy in a little town who was gay, and mm -hmm. the hardships that he had. He mm -hmm. wrote it and starred in it, and right. I enjoyed that film. It's this TV series, I think. Though. No, this was a, a feature film, a movie. Gotcha. It wasn't a TV series. Anyway. So. So hold on. So you're big. You're so. Uh, so you gotta give us give us the Zoltan hand gesture. Oh, this. Yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. I, you guys, dude, where's my car? That's right. Came out the same weekend as Queer as Folk. Literally, both of those things debuted the exact same weekend. Like I talk. And if anything sets off the diversity of a career better than that, I don't know what it is because I literally had Dude, Where's My Car? Queer as Folk happening Friday to Sunday. Uh, in the same weekend, just in December. Yeah, so I was very proud. Of that. And the nice thing about that thing is is I made it up. I created that little hand symbol because they needed something for the Zoltan thing, and they couldn't. And now, like, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers or a Pittsburgh Pirates. That's right. Yeah, right? The, Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Pirates do it when, you know, when they hit a, a home run or a, or a base hit or something like that. And soccer players all over the world will do it as well. It's just so random to have that kind of odd, that like, and I sh this should be a warning to to Hollywood producers. A, if you don't cast me in something, people hate it. But also, if you do cast me in something, there's always something magical attached. Whether it's Dude Wears My Car or Queers Folk or Lab Rats or you know the I Love This. Like I, I it's I barely do anything that's my own thing, anyways. That I'm a major part of that doesn't have some sort of like cultural stamp on it. I mean, not the least of which is like. Lab Rats itself was just a joy to do. But, you know, Angel Parker, who was my wife on that show, she and I are the first uh, biracial lead couple in an American sitcom. Like, that's crazy that it took that long and that it was Disney XD. Right. But I, I couldn't. Hal, I, I, want to say, I, I want to say one thing. Mm -hmm. Anybody can give a good performance in one movie. You know, we can do one movie and give a great performance. Sure. But to give a series as long as your series ran, mm -hmm. Queer as Folk, and, and Lab Rats. wait a minute, and mm -hmm. to be exceptionally good every single week and never miss a beat, mm -hmm. that's a true actor. So if any of you idiots out there need a good actor, get how. Don't go Thank with you. the jerk. There's so many, so many shitty actors out there I see on screen. I want to vomit. So we got to go. Get a good actor. So everybody, this is. Hal Sparks' Instagram and Twitter, both of them are both Hal Sparks. His website right. is HalSparks.com. Yeah, and, In, uh, info, infotainmentwars.com is my YouTube stream. I'll be on at 3 o'clock my time uh, after this. And I would also, like, 
we'll do this again because I think there's a longer conversation to be oh, had definitely. here. Yeah, you're coming back. You're definitely yes. coming back. But you uh, know, when I you're coming it. back, you're going to come back to tell us about the new TV show you're on, Queer That's as right. Folk. Uh, gonna well, come I have to get Queer as Folk Queer as Folk Right. I have to get a new agent first because apparently my agency has been eaten by another one. So I'm now... No, yeah. we'll be in touch and we'll have you back in a couple of weeks to do it Definitely, again. Definitely, Hal. You're I love it. I love hey, it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Where, okay, yeah, we, we have to do a sit down where I'm in the same room as you guys at some point because I just have to see all that, the, all the props behind well, you. Then you have uh, to come yeah. to Palm Springs. Yeah, this is, all right. this is my yeah. office. That's awful. That's uh, that's awesome. Look at that. And the Beavis and Butthead poster. Oh, no. the, the whole room has got, there's thousands oh. of action figures in the whole room. When you come, when you for come, it. Come, Come to Palm Springs we'll dinner. on a Wednesday. Yeah, we'll I'll, I'll make a nice Italian dinner for you. I cook. <laughs> I will and, make it happen. I we'll insist. Have right, we'll have you right here in between us. Hal, thank you great. so much. Love you. Thank you, Take guys. I appreciate it. Bye -bye. Thank you for hey, having me. So thank you for a good in. interview. You guys, of course. So we'll see you next course. week, everybody. Bye. Bye. Yeah, we in the mix. Yeah, we in the mix, it's another episode Here we go, the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell Interviewing the hottest, newest, and truest of today's celebrities Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude Chat room is live and you would be a fool Not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell So come watch it live on W4CY Radio Miss some past episodes, download on iTunes The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell Oh.